Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part two in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. When I've been in need of resiliency the most, and when I failed at it, and I wanted to give up, or I did give up for the day or the week or whatever it was in that specific, or in like a specific part of my life where I've, where I've just like, you know, said, forget this, this is too hard and too much. It seems like the, if I do the hard work to look at what, what was the thing that put me that tipped, tipped me over the edge or broke, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back often isn't even connected to the thing that I perceive it to be. And what I mean by that is I could have a, it's not even like, it's not a bad day. It's a bad five minutes. And then I let that be a bad day for me. I choose to be miserable instead of deal with the pain for that temporary thing. And then I connect all the other little failures that wouldn't have bothered me the rest of the day. And I connect them back to that big one. Usually, and it's usually an internal thing where like I've disappointed somebody or um, I didn't finish something the way I wanted to, or I didn't, I, it, it wasn't as successful or something didn't go the way I wanted it. So that's one part of a day. And then I connect all the other mistakes and things that change because of that back to blaming myself. So I'm just kind of like adding misery to misery. So I'm just like wanting to gather it all up into this big thing when it's actually just, I had a bad moment. Like every, everybody, like everybody today who hears this, you're going to have dozens of bad moments. That's just how, that's how life works. Like, the light turns red faster than you think. You get angry a little bit faster. I don't know. You forget something at home. You, there's like those small little things like that's not that big of a deal in, in individually as themselves. But then we take those small things and if we kind of put them all in this like bucket of shame, we're like, it's my fault I forgot my lunch and now I'm not going to be fully present and I can't do my job well, whatever it is. And then we take all these other things that people say, and it, it's like a, if somebody, we experience people differently because we're already in misery. And so instead of someone giving me feedback, I experience it as criticism. Now, they might be giving me like good feedback saying like, hey, you could, this could be better, but I experience like they're attacking me. So that's, that's the resiliency part. Why resiliency is important. Is this is this is something that I've been thinking about. I I am an optimist by choice. The same way, like I think pessimism and optimism are choices. We because in any given situation, we don't we can't tell the future. This this might be like uh, I get my uh, (laughs) like this is something that's like I get called Ted Lasso a lot because this guy's that shows this guy's like super optimistic and has a mustache. And so, and works with men. There's, there's more similarities, but someone will say like, you're like that person, like it's a choice to be optimistic in any situation, the same way it's a choice to be pessimistic. So to me, it's why choose to be, to look for the bad things that are going to happen and focus on them when you could look at the, good things that are going to happen. And like, that's where I'm going to get my energy and joy from, not from the fact that this could go bad because yeah, it could go bad. It also could go good. And the resilient, that's where I get a lot of my resilience from is knowing that like, 
there's just as much opportunity for things to go well as they are to go bad. So I might as well focus on the things that are good. Yeah, man. I mean, I think that's really healthy. <clears throat> that's really healthy. And I think it goes along with one of the first thoughts that came to mind just about like, what do we do when we fall down um, or we get knocked down <laughs> and we want to get up again? Sorry. See, um, some, you know, some anarchists aren't that bad. Right. Yeah. I know. It was such a happy sounding anarchist song, you know? It is. Yeah. Mm hmm. But I think that one of the principles might be like, don't make it worse. Like once you fall, like don't make it worse. I think, you know, full disclosure, I think where this shows up for me a lot is with food. Like if I'm trying to eat healthier, the moment I don't eat healthy, like I'm just like, well, I might as well just eat that whole cake. You know, I might as well just eat that whole piece of pizza. I mean, it's not that extreme, but you get what I'm saying. Like once the, once the streak or once the, the plan was broken, there's this, there's something in our brains that often will go something like, well, you might as well just really just throw it out the door then. You might as well just go for it. Because you know what would make a bad choice better? Another bad choice. Exactly. And I think that that, that kind of thinking, we have to know that it's going to come uh, when we mess up or when we fall or when we get knocked down. But I think that we have to quickly be like, no, like, I'm not just going to make this worse. I'm not going to spy. Like often we'll talk about people spiraling, like, like behaviors. And what that means is like behaviors compound, like one bad choice begets another bad choice begets another bad choice, but it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's the classic like cognitive behavioral therapy, the thoughts, behaviors, actions. Um, so we're saying like, so this thought is, well, like, we're just going to use like, so yeah, I did exactly what you're talking about. I ate way too much cheeseburgers in one sitting. And I was like, well, I already ate one and a half. So I might as well just eat these others. It'll be fine. <laughs> but <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? Um, and in that situation, instead of like that thought, I changed the way I'm thinking because the thinking is what's the worst that can happen and actually answers like, well, I could be continue to be unhealthy. And so my, I'll change my action. To it instead of eating the rest of the, the cheeseburgers, not because I'm really not hungry. I'm just eating because cheeseburgers are awesome. It has nothing to do with whether I'm hungry or not. It's like just cheeseburgers are awesome. That's just the reality. But it's changing being aware of that thought. And that's, that's what, in order to do that, we have to know that there's options for us. We are not trapped. Like we have agency in everything we're doing. And if we feel trapped, that's the, that is a really good moment to ask yourself an honest, am I, am I actually being trapped here? Is this a trap? Are there more than one options? Cause instead of being either or people, we should be and people. And what I mean by that, it's not just one choice. It's not two choices to pick from. There's dozens of choices all the time. There's this choice and that choice and that choice and that choice instead of this choice or that choice. That's it. I can either say nothing or I can be a jerk to somebody that that's either or thinking. Thanks for listening to this episode of the relational recovery podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part three in our conversation. We'll see you then.